When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, the World Cup of Darts is currently going on in Germany. Uh, countries from all around the globe, as you'd expect for a World Cup, are uh, taking part. And uh, our uh, darts aficionado on station and host of At The Oki, our uh, fortnightly darts show on a Monday night here on SENZ, Ben Francis, uh, is going to talk us through what's been going on, mate. I see the Poms got a bit of a scare, didn't they? Yeah, they did, but uh, just the pure class that they did, they got through over the line, as all the favourites have done in every single game at this World Cup, which has kind of made it a little bit disappointing, but it's been good to see. I guess there's a few players that you don't usually get to see. You only get to see a handful of times every year, but as expected, all the favourites are through to the quarterfinals, and uh, the England-Scotland matchup awaits us. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Uh, so it'll be Michael Smith and James Wade taking on Peter Wright and John Henderson. No Gary Anderson for the Scots? Nah, Gary Anderson's kind of taken himself out of this tournament, uh, kind of getting up there a little bit and kind of feels that... You know, if there's a time to have a break, this is kind of a time to have a break. So he kind of steps back. Uh, Peter Wright and John Henderson, they have they won it last year, I think it was actually, mm. from memory. It, it's very hard to keep up, you know, because the World Cup of Darts happened very late last year when it usually happens around this time of year because of COVID and everything else like that. But I'm pretty sure that they uh, were the defending champions off the top of my head. Yeah, right. Okay, so uh, England play the Scots. It's interesting because Gary Anderson... Didn't he, he made the final of the Nordic Masters, didn't he? But then he absolutely um, blew out in the final. I think he was eight zip down and ended up. He got a few back. Ended up losing, I think, eleven four or something. Yeah, that was to Dimitri Vandenberg from memory. Uh, the Belgian. Uh, yeah, the Belgian, who's actually uh, there with the Belgium, the fourth seeds playing Australia, and the winner of that one will be the one that plays the England Scotland matchup. So oh, okay. Yeah, quite a couple of juicy games there. Yeah, indeed. Uh, one of the other quarterfinal matchups is the Welsh um, up against the Germans. Uh, that'll be uh, Goo and Price and Johnny Clayton, is it? That's up, correct. Up against the Germans. So you, you, you're learning. You're learning oh, a lot, Ricardo. Oh, thank you. Uh, I can't tell you the name of any Germans um, spear chucker though, so I don't know on that on that front. Well, uh, as I, I, would, I don't want to be rude, but I think Wales will probably get up in that one, <laughs> yeah. to, to be honest. I, I'm not going to say it's going to be much of a contest. I'd be shocked if Germany did win. But Wales have been pushed themselves. Uh, Austria, who were lost in the final last year, they had the same team back there, and they did uh, push Wales, and that one did go all the way. The, the World Cup format is quite different compared to other darts tournaments, so... In the first round, so you have 32 nations, the first round games are pairs, first to five. Mm-hmm. Second round and there onwards, you play your singles game, so you kind of draw yourself against whoever you want to from the other team. Well, actually, I rephrase that because you don't know who the other person picks. You nominate if you want to go first or second from yep. your team, and then you'll just play whoever the other team nominates first and second. And those singles games are first to four, and if the, it's even after the two singles games, you play a doubles game again, a pairs game, and then that is also first to four, and then that's how the winner is determined. Uh, Gwen Price and Johnny Clayton spoke after their win today, 
and they said that the World Cup should be a strictly pairs tournament, a team tournament, yep. which I completely agree with. And maybe with the way it's gone this year, the, the PDC might look at changing it to, to be that. I, I feel like it, it's a different element to the tournament. It's already got the different element with the, with the pairs and you're representing your country as opposed... We always are representing your country, especially from like New Zealand, for example, because we don't have play a lot in these tournaments. But for these other guys, it's something a bit different. And I feel like that if the pairs kind of stuck all the way through and you made the pairs, say, first to 10 or something, it'd probably be a bit more exciting. All you have to do is go back. I think it's to 2012, uh, England beat Australia in the final. And it was a lot more exciting because it was a, a pairs game mm. that went all the way. England had Phil Taylor and Adrian Lewis at that stage, who was the world champion, and they both missed starts at double wow. to, to, to win the game. And Australian team had Paul Nicholson, who is English, but he went over and played in Australia to qualify and be eligible for Australia, and Simon Whitlock. And they both missed starts at double as well. And you could just see the, the tension up on the stage. And they all got their hands in their in their heads, and it just it just provides a different exciting element. There's a tournament, the World Grand Prix, which is double start. It's the only double start format in the PDC, yeah. And it's exciting because it's a bit different, yeah. So it'd be great if the World Cup could kind of go this way as you're representing your country as opposed to an individual, and yeah, it just brings a different excitement to it. Well, the thing is about the difference too, because otherwise it's just the same as any other PDC tournament, right? Yeah, exactly. And 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 some of these. Uh, round of 16 games that took place overnight. Uh, the doubles game wasn't really required. I mean, England beat Latvia in the doubles. Uh, Scotland beat Portugal in the doubles. And this, you could go on YouTube to check this out. Portugal, this isn't the first leg. One of their players is Jose de Souza. This guy, he just can't count for whatever reason. He, he just throws his darts and just he just hopes it, it happens. The amount of times he's busted a score is incredible. In the first leg, they have the advantage, 181 left. First two darts in the triple 20. Usually at that stage, you'd probably go for a triple 13 to leave 32. Can you guess what he hit? Uh, another triple 20? He did. Yeah. So no score. Awesome. And then Scotland go on, win the leg, win the game. Uh, Belgium, they pretty much clean sweeps uh, in, in, their, in their two singles games. Australia were pushed against Sweden, and that, the Sweden, I think it's only the second or third time they've actually made it to that second round. As I said, Wales needed the pairs match. Germany did not, the Dutch didn't, and neither did Northern Ireland, who got over New Zealand. And considering our Kiwi boys have not played a lot of darts in the last... Oh, how long are we looking here? Ten months? Yeah. I thought they did pretty well. Uh Ben Robb played Daryl Gurney, and that was pretty even to start off with. Daryl Gurney took a little while to get going. Uh, I think Ben won the second leg, and then that, and that was on his throw. Uh, and then he kind of just started, you know, a few darts kind of just sway a little bit. And instead of getting scores of like 100, you're getting 85s, and then, you know, it adds up a little bit. Yep. But Daryl Gurney was absolutely clinical on the doubles. Probably deserved to win that, but I thought Ben did himself very proud up on that stage. He, he put up a really good effort against someone who has won two major titles. And he was actually in New Zealand when the Darts Masters was last here. He was ranked a lot higher. He's kind of dropped down a little bit, but he's a really, really good player. So he didn't, did himself no shame whatsoever. And then Warren Parry against Brendan Dolan and the other one. Warren got up to a 2-0 lead, and then kind of the same thing sort of started happening. He started having a few darts kind of just not going straight, and then Dolan kind of just, he found his his spot, found his rhythm, and 
Northern Ireland were just clinical on the finishing and it was unfortunately the end of the tournament for New Zealand, but they beat Switzerland in the first round, put up a good, strong fight against the Northern Irish and I think they've done done themselves proud considering they've played very little darts. Well, what does that mean for New Zealand making the second round? Does it do anything in terms of rankings to make it easier for us to qualify or do we get better draws or anything like that? Not necessarily. I mean, they'll both walk away with a nice little paycheck paycheck from it and then they'll just come back home and then they've got quite a lot of quite a big big schedule in New Zealand coming up uh, Ben Robb has actually qualified for the I think it's the Australian Open coming up yep uh, and that is part of another darts body the World Darts Federation and it's essentially like I would consider it like the amateur uh, but they have their own world champs as well, and that's seen like the female world champions come down. It's got the the, the men's world champ coming down. So him and Ho Pai Puha have qualified for that, so it's going to be a great test for them. Uh, coming up as well, they've got the qualification for the New Zealand Darts Masters, four spots there. New Zealand will have a spot each as well in the New South Wales and Queensland one, so it's going to be a very busy August, mm, yeah. especially if you know someone like Ben or Ho Pai qualifies for one if not all, all, all the tournaments so uh, they'll just come back here kind of reassess and then the real push will start coming towards kind of clarifying that spot in the top 16 in New Zealand and then that will be down to the top 16 playoff for the spot the world champs but there's lots to come up with the New Zealand darts I think it just means they come back with a bit of confidence having played well uh, they're starting to really find their, their range and all that as well so I it's gonna. What will need to happen for New Zealand to kind of get to the next stage is one player getting a tour card on the professional tour. Uh, ben has been over recently and tried. So is Ho Pai Puha. So that if anyone is going to do it, it'd be out of those two. Okay. Um, but it's a big ask, you know, traveling to the other side of the world without any guarantee. Yeah. And be- you've got. Uh, 800 players from all over the world competing for about 30 spots. It's it's a very very tough ask. Okay, all right. Well, there we go. That's the uh, uh, the darts, uh, the World Cup of darts. From what you've seen so far uh, with the quarterfinals on our doorstep, um, so the Aussies play the well, the Aussies could potentially play the winner of England Scotland, right? That's correct. And so who do the Aussies play again? They're playing Belgium, and I like both teams, so this one's very difficult. I think, yeah, I think the Belgians have probably got better ranked players, don't they? Oh, uh, they got Dimitri Vandenberg, who we spoke about. They've got Kim Hybrix, who's been up there. Uh, Team Australia, Simon Whitlock. I think he's kind of down in the low 20s, early 30s. And Damon Hetter, who's currently the Australian number one. I would really like it if Australia went on and won this. Yeah. If they do, it's going to be a very tough ask. Uh, because Michael Smith uh, and Team England, if they reach that stage, has arguably been the best player in the world at the moment with his form. So trying to overcome him and then a gritty player like James Wade too will be very tough. Uh, if you want my predictions, I'm going to go England. Yeah. I will say Australia. Okay. And so we'll have an England at Australia semi-final. Yeah, so I would love that. And then on the other side of the draw, I'm going to say Wales beat Germany. Yep. And the Dutch have looked very good. They don't have Michael Van Gerwen. They've got Danny Noppert, who won the UK Open earlier this year, and Dirk van Dijdenbode, who is an aubergine farmer and loves playing on that. (laughs) Obviously. Uh, They haven't really been tested, but I I feel like Northern Ireland will probably push them more than they expect, and I'm going to tip an upset in that one. I'm going Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. So it'll be Northern Ireland versus Wales in the other semi-final. 
Okay, there we go. We'll keep it keep it here and uh, find out how, how right or wrong Ben was. Uh, we'll talk about it again tomorrow night on Extra Time here on SENZ. We are 11 away. Sorry, no, we're nine away. My mouse is out. Might as well play darts for Portugal. 